0: So today we're here with Steak and Butter Gal who is living in New York City and does a carnivore diet and really excited to talk to her. She's got lots of insight that I'm sure us UK people uh, might not have so let's get into it.
1: Thank you for having me I'm so excited to be here.
0: It's great to have you and uh, as I said really excited to chat tonight. Um, So I mean like let's just jump into your kind of change from maybe a more standard diet into carnival um i mean like, how did it kind of come about
1: yeah so growing up i was raised on a standard American diet as well as a standard Chinese diet, just a cuisine very much focused on white rice cause that's a huge part of Chinese cuisine. Um, and on the side, I would have vegetable dishes, meat dishes, very meat centered as well, lots of eggs. Um, and I decided to go vegan because senior year of high school, I started being very obsessed and I guess desperate about being thin and losing more weight. Um, I was really wanting to look better on stage because I am a musician and I perform all of the time. And it was just this whole pressure of staying fit. And so I YouTubed and Googled just how to lose weight quick, you know? And the first thing that showed up was, really the banana girl. And at that time, she was a sensation. She was very, very popular. And the things that she was advocating uh, were really catching on quick. And a bunch of girls were really just praising her, following her. She promoted this raw till four way of eating, where you eat fruits, salads, just raw plant foods until 4 p.m. And when 4 p.m. hits, you start eating cooked starches like rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes. So that's kind of the routine that I followed. And I did see immediate weight loss. So, you know, immediately I felt like this diet works for me. I'm finally losing weight and I stuck with it for six years. Now, during those vegan uh, years, I I felt good, you know, but I do feel like uh, these different diets just sometimes don't work for everyone you really have to give it a try and you really have to do your research for me it just didn't work with my lifestyle just because I'm a musician it requires a lot of brain energy and mental focus I'm sitting at the piano hours on end per day and it just I just felt like it didn't support my lifestyle so by the end of year six um I decided to start eating meat again. And I, again, started to obsessively research and uh, prepare for just eating meat because, you know, I'm just extreme like that. But I also heard amazing success stories and podcasts, you know, Joe Rogan with all these big carnivores. So I wanted to give the carnivore diet a try. And that's how I started. And now, 22 months later, I'm still carnivore um, and keto, very much keto carnivore, but... Completely animal meat based. Wow, that's amazing! So,
2: so, so your switch from vegan to carnivore was it sort of you say you researched it? Was it something that you kind of gradually did, or was it something that you just thought, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna switch, and I'm just gonna do this"?
1: Yeah, it was a very immediate overnight switch. Um, I'm just not really somebody who does gradual or moderation or transitions. It's just like I do it or I just don't do it at all. So I was very committed to just strict 100% in carnivore just to see what would happen. Um, And I pushed through the adaptation phase and I must say it really changed my life. Wow, that's amazing! So, when you when you made the switch, like how
2: how did you feel? Like having that, like f- do you remember like the first meal you had
1: when you? When oh you- yes, <laughs> yes. I remember the dreams I had before eating uh, my first meal, and that was eggs. I was dreaming about having eggs, uh, and I think it's because I ate a lot of my mom's egg dishes. Um, so I would dream about eggs. So that was the first thing that I cooked, and put in my mouth so it was just scrambled eggs with some butter I think it was Kerrygold butter with Vital Farms eggs and the first bite I just knew it was it was so right
0: That's it. I go back. <laughs> yeah. think freely um mm-hmm. that kind of like raw till four. also I know you said about like the brain energy but also the amount of like fruit that you've actually had to consume like I remember because um coming from like more like disordered eating you would look up all of these different diets and obviously try them all but when when you've got this amount of fruit that you're just having to like chug down that much sugar
1: as well yes traumatic (laughs) yeah you know Yeah, she also started this raw fruitarian way of eating, and I actually gave it a try. There was like a month, a period of time where I was eating 40 bananas a day. And yeah, it's crazy. And surprisingly, a lot of you know, the people in the carnival community, they reach out to me and tell me, hey, I was just like you. I also was persuaded by Freely and I also ate 40 bananas a day. So it just goes to show just how influential somebody like her can be, anyone on YouTube. So it's dangerous, but also it's very inspiring because I feel like I could share my story and hopefully inspire young ladies like me to just, you know, stay open-minded.
2: Definitely, absolutely. So what would you say is like the main benefit switching to carnival? Like, what? how come you prefer it over being vegan for six years? Like, is there like a main thing that's kind of come to you and you think like, yeah, this this really is for me? Like, what was kind of like Mm -hmm. that?
1: Yeah. So when I was vegan, I, at first, again, I was feeling really good. And so this is why I really respect everybody's dietary choices. Um, I'm just sharing my story from vegan to carnivore. And I do believe that the benefits uh, that I have received eating carnivore Uh, really outweigh those from the vegan diet. So firstly, I battle with eczema and psoriasis. The psoriasis used to really flare up around my temples and my eczema would always, ever since I can remember, they would just concentrate around both arms here. And when I was vegan, it just never really got better. The inflammation was constant. And I remember nights where I scratching until I bleed. And when in the morning I'm waking up and there's just blood on the sheets. So during the day it would be stinging like crazy. So I think people with autoimmune issues need to be careful about the food that they're eating because inflammatory foods um, really will not help your eczema if you do battle with it. Um, Something else is my face, my acne. Uh, Had a lot of acne when I was vegan. And I was eating a whole foods plant-based vegan diet, so maybe it was just my body. It didn't agree with all those plants, fruits, carbs. Um, But upon switching to the carnivore diet, um, I don't have any breakouts anymore. I still am healing from the acne scars from the vegan diet. But it just goes to show that meat, animal fats can be very, very beneficial to the skin.
2: Definitely. I think that's something that we, us girls here on the podcast, we always try and, Say is that I think when you switch to a keto diet, all of a sudden you're allowed to have these fats that we've always been told are bad for you, and it's mm-hmm. kind of readjusting your brain to realizing that actually fats can be really good and healthy for you, for your insides and your skin. Like my my skin has done so; it's just come on such That's amazing.
1: Way. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: like my skin has just. I mean, I really struggled with like oily skin. Acne, all of that. And I had a little bit of eczema. It wasn't really bad, but mm-hmm. all of that cleared up. Like within month by month, every month that went by that I was doing keto for, my skin just cleared up crazily. That's amazing.
1: So I'm so curious like, when you eat keto meals, what do you like to center your meals around?
2: Yeah, so it kind of like varies for me. So I've never really done carnivore, but I'm really interested to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of my meals are kind of like the typical keto meal where it's like, I will have a steak. I, I treat myself to a steak. I don't have steak that often. <laughs> um, but I mainly have things like fish, like salmon, and um, then some greens. So like either like a salad or like green beans and um, with like a little bit of butter on top but I'm not so so fat focused um, mm-hmm. I kind of just keep my carbs low keep it simple mm-hmm. um, but I kind of like in the morning say I have like the classic bacon and eggs or I'll cook myself like a, a chai pudding like an overnight chai pudding and mm-hmm. um, salad for lunch and then I always just have some sort of like meat and or fish with like green beans broccoli just
0: kind of like uh, eating meals really yeah that's awesome i completely the opposite to you guys because um obviously i don't eat meat or dairy and that kind of yeah. works for my um I, I i get like skin um conditions as well so i get like blocked follicles and that kind of thing where mm. uh hormonal imbalances really affected me mm. uh so dairy definitely. Um I don't know if it's the casein in it or if it's something else or just like the kind of hormones that really didn't agree with my body. Um and like I'll always advocate just for keto like you, do you. So obviously a mm-hmm. lot of my kind of dishes are more whole foods like fibrous and um, veggies and tofu and nuts and seeds. But mm-hmm obviously like animal-based like fats do work so it's kind of figuring out what works best for your body and to see you know how that affects you
1: yeah absolutely and I just love how you you guys on your podcast are so open-minded and openly discuss such different diets and embrace each other's diets I think that is a wonderful approach to different diets so kudos to you guys Oh, Thank you I think
2: we, we always try and have the mindset of like absolutely everybody's different aren't they I mean everyone's along with different diets I mean like personally I tried to get my mum to do keto but she wouldn't be able to do it because of like her certain medical conditions Like, mm. I feel like if you're doing keto and you're not enjoying it then it's just not right for you is it it's not the right thing to be doing for you. Um, right. And yeah, we always try and take that approach where I think you do you, do you in all aspects.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. And if somebody is just not ready or committed or their lifestyle just doesn't work well with like the keto diet or the vegan diet or the carnivore diet, then there's just no point in pushing it upon other people. So uh, it's, it's true that everybody is different, including their lifestyle and their career.
2: Yeah, 100
1: And I think
0: one of the biggest things with keto is just trying to become maybe less food focused as well, because when you're lowering yeah. the sugar and the carbs, like you won't kind of feel that constant hunger that maybe you did before. So obviously, I can go like long stretches of just working and working and not have to think about it. Whereas you know maybe another yeah. diet, like I'd have to keep kind of topping up almost.
1: Right. That's something that I noticed when I was vegan, eating so much carbs and the glucose, I would have spikes in energy and I would feel on top of the world. But then just an hour or so later, I would have a crash and I would just feel like doing nothing. Productivity is at zero. Uh, whereas compared to keto carnivore, my, I have noticed that my energy and my mood has been very stable and constant throughout the day. And it's been really helpful in my studies, in my work, in my productivity overall. So it, it there really is a difference in energy and uh, mood when you eat more fat. See, I'm really interested. Sorry, I'm going to go slightly
2: off topic. So you say you mm-hmm so what do you do like what, like.
1: oh yeah so i play piano right there actually <laughs> play piano and violin and i've been uh studying it basically my whole life since i was seven years old and i decided to pursue it right before i grad uh right before i finished high school so i've been classically trained from the Mannes school of music here in new york city and i just graduated from the juilliard school with a master's degree oh. so it's just a very uh you know, classic, classical music-centered type of studies around piano and violin.
2: That's amazing. Like here in the UK, that's like what you see in
1: movies. You hear Juilliard and you're like, oh, my God, it's Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great school. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, in London, the Royal Academy of Music and the Royal College of Music are absolutely phenomenal schools. I really wanted to go this year to study at Royal Academy, um, but hopefully in the future. <laughs>
2: Oh, have, you ever, have you ever been to the UK or been to London?
1: Yes, I, uh, when I auditioned for both royals, um, I was able to go there in person and play for the teachers, and I was uh, able to stay for a couple days, and I fell in love with London. Just the class and the charm, the history, when you just stand within that city, it is absolutely so inspiring. I love that place.
2: Oh, I feel like because I just kind of like lived <laughs> I just
1: it. What? Well, <laughs> Why you were Yeah, going, that's yes. what she told me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's it. That's it. I don't see. I mean, like London is special; it's the capital. But like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of just where I've like been brought up, like with that lifestyle. I'm just kind of like. I do not see it as that interesting. It's that bad. Did, like, not you- at
1: all. I mean, you, you, you were immersed in it for your whole life. So I guess, you know, something new is always more inspirational. I bet when you come to New York City, you would be like, wow, you know, it's amazing. Oh my God, I, I just can't wait. Like, I can't wait to experience
2: the food out there as well, because everything just seems so different to here in the UK. Like... Mm. Just like simple thing. I feel like keto would be, keto and carnival just kind of seems easier in America. And that's why we're so behind here.
1: Absolutely. It is a lot easier. There's just so many more options and places to grocery shop, but also restaurants. Um, But also for vegan, it was a vegan paradise here in New York City. Um, They have so many options. Whole Foods. So for any, yes, Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, all these grocery stores have everything. Oh
2: my God. I have to ask you because this is like, I see it everywhere. Have you ever mm-hmm. had uh, the true, is it the Trader Joe's and it's like a,
0: Oh, everything for like- the bagel seasoning.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah. I know that's huge, especially on social media. Yeah. yeah. Everything but bagel. It's just like, uh, I don't know if it's actually that special. I've, I haven't have personally tried it, but I know that the blend in that spice is like really amazing for just anything and everything. Um, but Honestly, Trader Joe's is legendary. They have the best prices with the best quality um, in foods and everything. So I, I do think Trader Joe's is one of the best things about America.
2: <laughs> That's what we're missing out on over here. Like Our supermarkets are just like, there's just um, they're, yeah. we don't have anything interesting like that at all. <laughs> expensive (laughs) and everything that is shipped from
0: america is like reese's or nerds or um like captain crunch like (laughs) it's all just like packed with sugar yeah now i am very impressed that you've managed to fit uh, (laughs) a a full-size
1: piano in an apartment in midtown but uh (laughs) yes it's a baby grand so it fits right in that little corner yeah it's a baby grand but still it's very hard to find tiny apartments in New York City with grand pianos so I do feel very lucky to have one
2: yeah I was gonna say so like what would you say is like what's kind of like your typical food diary day like being carnivore, like how how do you find that with like do you eat like three meals a day or like Mm -hmm. what kind of like sort of go through in a day
1: Yeah, so when I first started carnivore, I kind of was healing from a lot of things. Firstly, from amenorrhea, I didn't have a period, and also from a slight eating disorder, just because, you know, I was so obsessed with losing weight that I kind of built some bad eating habits, you know, restricting and just not staying nourished. So I promised myself when I first started the carnivore diet that I would just eat whenever I was hungry and I would just eat until I was truly satiated. And that really required a lot of calories. I think I was eating at least four to 5,000 calories a day. Um, But also I'm a tall gal. I'm like 5'10". So eating that much food was of course scary and gaining weight was scary. But I can tell you that I'm so glad I did that because it really helped me heal my hormones and my metabolism. And I got my period back within a month. Um, And I was just feeling so much better. Um, The weight gain was just temporary. So the first six months, I wasn't doing any intermittent fasting. I was just eating whenever hungry. So that could have ranged from three to four to five meals a day with snacks. I was just eating all the time. And I think that was important, especially for someone like me. Um, And then fast forward six months, I started to feel so, so satiated because I was just gorging on all the fats and the steaks and the ground beefs. Um, So it just helped me carry through the day without feeling too hungry longer and longer and longer. And it helped me start uh, organically doing two meals a day. And I see a lot of carnivores actually do the same. They start out eating whenever hungry, and then they naturally become so satiated that they just organically do 2MAD, 2 OMAD, one meal a day. So that's kind of where I am at. I eat so much in one sitting easily too. I'm not forcing myself really. And it just ties me over the next day. Same time, I'll sit down again and eat pretty much the same thing. So I'm doing a one meal a day type of style. And each meal I'll be eating eggs, butter, and beef. That's pretty much what I've been eating
2: Wow. So do you you kind of feel like your body is like in a really good routine and it, it knows like yeah. what next and you kind of feel do you kind of feel like I'm trying to find the right word. Sorry, my mm-hmm. words aren't with me today on this podcast. But like do you feel okay. um like you're not lacking anything? Do you feel like your your like your energy levels like would you say that they've improved?
1: Yeah, the energy, the mental clarity, just the overall positivity and happiness that I feel every single day, it just never fails me. The moment I wake up, I feel happy and ambitious and lucky and just grateful. And I do believe that it's because of the nutrient dense foods that I feed myself. Um, The beef is just so packed with nutrients and I really make sure I supplement enough fats. So it's just pure brain food, skin food, energy everything is just tip top shape. And on top of that, I really make sure I eat my organs for those last remaining minerals and electrolytes, vitamins that may be missing in the beef. So I make sure I'm on top of all of my nutrients, uh, just everything. So I do feel like where I'm at in life and the energy and everything, it's really the best I've ever felt. So I'm really happy with, with what I'm eating.
0: That's
1: amazing. Sorry, I I was just going to say, because
0: you kind of like answered um, partially my next question, which was whether you had to supplement with your diet or if it was literally just, you kind of just have to think about what eating organ meats and um, that kind of thing, like on and off, you know?
1: Yeah. So I, I really do advocate eating organs uh, on the carnivore diet especially if you're trying to stick with it long-term. I do believe that just eating beef and eggs, steaks uh, is good. It's better than... Most diets, like any standard American diet, if you just cut out the carbs, you're already doing like a huge favor for your health and your body. Um, but if you really want to feel your absolute best and just thrive on this carnivorous way of eating, I think organs go a long way for long-term success. So my favorite organ, and I show this a lot on my YouTube channel, like what I eat in a day and why I eat what I eat. I love eating liver. Now people. Will at first be like grossed out. I understand that it's disgusting, you know, but really the the nutrition in liver and the minerals, the vitamins, everything in liver just unbeatable. It's nature's superfood for a reason. Every time I eat it, the next day my skin is glowing. It is even and bright, and my energy is just. Even better, so I'm like addicted to eating this way, and I do think the liver goes a long way in making me feel that much better.
2: So the um like the liver and the organs would that be something that you'd eat like every day, or like do you cook them or raw?
1: I personally eat it raw. Now there is always risk in eating any animal foods, raw organs, fish, Uh, but I take the risk just because whenever I eat liver raw, I see. Uh, much uh, more benefits in my skin. I don't know, maybe it's because the nutrients are still alive because when you do cook it, some of that does get killed. Um, however, I think a light sear for liver is an excellent option. I just don't think cooking it thoroughly will uh, do, be the same. Now, the amount I eat, I try to aim one ounce, which is like the size of my palm, about one ounce every other day
2: okay that's sure that's really interesting because like i i've just never come across that before like maybe i've just not been clued up enough on carnivore. so would Mm -hmm. you think that's something that like most people on a carnivore diet do or is that just something that you discovered
1: along the way Um, so the whole organ thing, I always try to, uh, incorporate some organs ever since I started carnivore. Just, of course I was just not used to the organs in the beginning. So it was very, very small amounts, but I must say that I was most influenced to add organs from a YouTuber called Frank Tufano. And I do have to shout him out every time I talk about me being carnivore just because he was one of my biggest, um, inspirations to start. Um, but he really advocates organs, but for good reason, because I really do think there's some nutrients that you just can't get in meat and animal fats. Uh, Yeah. But the liver is something that I see more and more carnivores incorporate. However, there are also those carnivores who believe that just steaks, whatever you can afford, as long as it's just meat, uh, you'll be fine. And I respect their opinion as well. I just feel so good with liver
2: yeah that's it like you've got to do what feels good for you and I can see like obviously our listeners can't see but you look glowing like oh you thank just, you. you radiate that like you're on the other side of the world and you're already radiating that through a zoom call so
1: like good for you. Thank you Shannon <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but you can see it even in your like feed as well that you know your skin is just so clear and you know you just you do look so incredibly healthy so obviously like it works for you and it obviously must work for other people so
2: mm-hmm. but, yeah that's it do you, do you ever get any sort of like I mean especially here in the UK if someone says that they're carnival or keto you kind of get that look and they go hmm like for me personally I'll say like oh I've you know I've lost like in America, so it's in pounds. I'll be like, oh, I've lost 125 pounds. And they'll be like, oh my God, wow, how did you do that? And I'll say, oh, I did yeah. the keto diet. And they'll go, oh. <laughs> like, I get it.
1: Guys, get over there. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes, but I've been recently quite surprised by some of the reactions I've gotten whenever I say that I'm carnivore keto. I always start out by saying, do you know about the keto diet? And m- most times they do. And actually, I've been receiving a lot of curiosity more than uh, criticism or skepticism. So I think more people are uh, becoming very curious and um, like uh, excited to at least learn about the keto diet. So it's actually less negative reactions I've noticed nowadays, but maybe it's because. like the people that i 'm talking to are already exposed to this way of eating, but in america actually it's quite popular it's very quite popular, especially if you're uh involved on social media like Instagram all these Instagram gurus do love promoting the keto diet low carb diet it's pretty mainstream here already yeah I mean yeah. That, like it wouldn't
2: so many thousands of people have got along with it so well, and like mm-hmm. it's evident like. It kind of frustrates me when it gets shunned down. Like it does shun down a lot here in the US like as we are just kind of naturally behind. Um, mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. frustrates me because like people like yourselves and, you know, me, Gia and everyone, we've just reached the health benefits and people just don't understand it because they're not open enough to like listening to the actual benefits that it can that it can bring because they just think, oh, it's too hard. I can't cut out bread or I can't cut out... um yeah. You call it fries, don't you? I was going to say chips. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, we call it fries,
1: French fries.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And they just go, oh, it's just too hard. I can't do it. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's most people's reaction. But that's probably because they're not desperate enough or they don't really want to make a change in their life yet. But I do believe when people are curious enough and willing enough to change their life, it it will happen. They will be committed. Um, So... Uh, I was going to say something about, oh yeah, did you know that the keto diet was actually started for seizures, kids with seizures and epilepsy? So actually the keto diet is something more medical. It wasn't something that celebrities did just to shed pounds and look thin. It's actually something that's really proven to be beneficial to the brain and mental function. So there really is great life-changing benefits to eating this way just cutting out carbs yeah what we've talked about
0: that in regards to um kind of like the moderate protein aspect because you can definitely go more than moderate on a keto diet like you don't have to just do like a small amount of protein um and obviously we were talking about how that you know reflects in that people with epilepsy they can't handle a lot of protein because it raise, it can raise glucose in excessive amounts um but obviously like regular people you can kind of eat like especially you know you would know that you could eat as much meat as you kind of want <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do believe that. Uh, Carnivore diet is kind of more, you know, protein, fat, whatever you choose in ratio, just whatever works for you, as long as you're keeping it zero carb. It's also known as the zero carb diet. Um, But there are some foods that are carnivore that may contain minimal amounts of carbs, but those really don't do much damage because it is still animal foods. And there's something really healing and digestible uh, about animal foods. Yeah, that's it. And the carbs that you, the tiny, tiny, tiny amounts that you'd
2: consume, they're so minimal that it's not even worth like worrying over either. Exactly. Just them. Yes.
1: Yeah. For example, raw cheese, uh, raw dairy, raw milk, kefir, uh, raw or not, there's going to be carbs in dairy products. And there may even be minimal carbs in eggs, but honestly, those minimal amounts of carbs don't do any damage yeah. whatsoever. it's when they're
0: combined with the amount of protein and the amount of fat that you know when it's all kind of like together in a tiny tiny amount of carbs it's going to be completely different than you having like a a bit of sugar or something else you know
1: exactly yep
2: naturally occurring as well it's not as if you're eating like a a loaf of sourdough bread or something (laughs) right it's so small
0: Right, so do you I know you said that you stick to kind of like beef, but do you kind of stray with shellfish or any kind of fish as well?
1: Yeah, the seafood that I absolutely adore is salmon, and um, I usually eat salmon uh, raw just because it tastes so good. Um, So every now and then, I'd say like twice a month, I will eat some raw fatty salmon. Salmon belly is absolutely amazing, but whatever salmon I can get, I try to make sure it's wild caught and fresh. I'll eat it raw as part of my meal. Um, Besides beef, I also sometimes eat pork. Pork belly is one of my favorites and mm, a lot of eggs. So it's usually beef, eggs, some pork, some salmon.
2: Wow, see, so I've, I've, I've just never even thought to try salmon raw, like, is that, like, sorry to dig, but is that, like,
1: safe to eat fish You raw? just get sushi like, grade,
0: like, if you want, uh, yeah.
1: Yes, you, you, uh, yeah, <laughs> Chad, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, sashimi grade is basically, it's been previously frozen, or, like, flash frozen or something. I, I forgot the guidelines to be able to label a fish sashimi grade, but honestly... Sometimes I would just run to Whole Foods and I would just get their wild caught salmon that's on display and I would just eat it raw and if you're really afraid of the risks or whatever that may be in that raw fish you can flash freeze it yourself just chuck it in your freezer for about 20-30 minutes let it thaw and just eat it and I haven't had any issues so far however I must emphasize there's always risk in eating raw animal foods however it's just so good you know Is it, it's like <laughs> a small
0: parasite I- or something that's the that's the risk but I think you can always see it anyway. Like when yeah. you Google it, you're like, yeah, it's, it's like a little thing about this big, Like I think you'd see it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Whenever I show on my stories, me eating raw liver or raw anything, I will always get messages saying, you gotta, you gotta like notify everyone that there is risk. And I'm, I, I know that there is risk and I know that there are like stories and news of people getting really, really sick. So, it, I think the most important thing if you want to eat anything raw is to make sure the quality is top notch and that it's wild caught fish. Definitely. And for beef, you know, beef liver, that it's grass fed, grass finished.
0: Yeah, the, the, we're just telling everyone not to hop onto Aldi and uh,
1: <laughs> buy the buy oh, cheapest. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, no, don't be going to um, Aldi.
2: <laughs> and, and um, raw fish malady I wouldn't recommend, but that sounds so, that sounds really interesting. Like I have just never even thought to eat things raw before. Like it's never even crossed
1: my mind. Mm, yeah, it's definitely a great way of enjoying meats, chilled, very refreshing. Um, also my boyfriend loves eating beef raw. I, I think they call it beef. Um, there's like a late, there's a name for raw beef. Um, what is it called? Well, it's just like thinly sliced, sliced beef seasoned with some olive oil, salt and pepper. And that's like a dish right there. So there are people who absolutely love raw fish, raw beef. There's actually a whole community of people who eat raw carnivore. So it's a thing.
2: Wow. Just like a hundred percent raw carnivore.
1: Yes, raw carnivore—just oysters, raw um, raw seafood, salmon, raw beef, raw eggs—you know, raw butter. It's just all raw.
2: Yeah, oh my god, like, I can, I can do that. I mean, I'm definitely gonna try some raw things. Like you have, like, inspired me to just give it a go and try it. But I do, I can imagine just eating just entirely raw. <laughs> That's
1: mm, yeah, I can't really. I need that comfort from the warmth of cooked foods. <laughs> So does your boyfriend eat carnivore with you? So my boyfriend is kind of keto carnivore. I'm really helping him, hoping to veer him more in the direction of... Carnivore, but I'm honestly just happy already that he's cutting out a lot of the carbs. He's cutting out refined sugars. I think he already feels a difference in his energy and also his skin. So I'm already very happy and proud of him for being more conscious about processed foods, about sugars, and not eating as much of it because he's come a long way. He really ate just a standard junk filled American diet. So it's it's really amazing to see how uh, how much he's improved in his diet choices.
2: Yeah, we've we've mentioned. I feel like we always say this in pretty much nearly every podcast, but it's just incredible how keto can really help your mindset when it comes to diet. Absolutely, like when you make that switch to keto, you just realize how much sugar and refined sugars, especially, is in absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. It's, exactly, it's food. You, it's just yeah, it's just everywhere, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think just the biggest step that anyone can do is to at least not eat the processed junk, the refined sugars, um, the uh, plant seeds, oils, the, the super processed plant oils are very detrimental. So just cutting those things out and not even incorporating anything new is already going to affect how you feel and how you look
0: definitely and it's even like Mm. looking at thing even if it's marketed as keto it's always checking the label because I feel like even with those kind of things sometimes they've still got a ton of soybean oil or um canola or you know just really inflammatory kind of ingredients even if it is meant Mm. to be marketed as like a diet food
1: Right. Yeah. Always check the ingredients. In fact, try to make your own snacks or meals, you know, home cooked is always best.
2: Yeah, definitely. I feel like when you, when you cook things yourself and you know what's gone in it, you kind of have that, um, that sense of like, yeah, I really know where my health and nutrition's at because you're not relying on somebody else to kind of fill your body for you.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, and I can tell that you guys loved love cooking and incorporating very healthy home cooked meals. So that's amazing. Yeah,
2: definitely. I mean, like I've um, I've actually been vegan in the past before as well. So mm-hmm. it was only very brief. Um, yeah, it was only very brief. But it's interesting, like going back to the beginning, you saying that it never really helps with like your skin and your eczema, because a lot of people make that switch to vegan and they find it helps, doesn't it? And they, it helps yes. their skin because it did actually help mine. So I, I just found that really interesting how you made that switch to keto from mm-hmm. vegan, well, keto carnival from vegan and it mm-hmm. just, up your skin. I, I just find that really interesting, incredible.
1: Mm, yeah. So, uh, I think for a lot of people, the initial great results and benefits of the vegan diet May be because of the omittance, you know, the the taking out of a lot of the processed junk and the foods that no longer fit in the vegan diet. I think for me, that's why I suddenly saw, you know, weight loss and I felt better in energy. But I think for long-term, you really have to be very, very well informed about the nutrients and the supplements that you must incorporate as a vegan, because sometimes it can be hard um, to make sure you get everything in with a plant-based diet. However, I, I have seen many people who have made it work. So- there's absolutely nothing wrong with a vegan diet it's just that it does require a lot of research and preparation
2: yeah w- would you say that too Gia like um like being vegan keto mm-hmm. like essentially vegan keto like how how do you find it like I've never really had like a discussion with I mean, about so it. obviously like when I first went to university
0: I was um I was kind of just doing like the regular vegan diet. So I was having still a lot of potatoes, a lot of starch. I mean, Oreos are vegan, like who's not going to take that up?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so I was finding that I was kind of veering back into bad habits just because one, the availability of uh, vegan substitutes was getting better, but it also means that it was getting unhealthier. Um And also Mm -hmm. that there was so much misinformation online, especially from people like Mm -hmm. Freely, uh, Fully Raw, Christina, um, those people that aren't having the proper supplements for it. Like, you cannot do a vegan diet and not have supplements. You know, like, B12 is so important. um, So, you know, (laughs) you have to take it. But moving away from the sugar and the starch, like, I still got the benefits um of a keto diet because and I mean I've moved more away from um one meal a day one meal a day uh full of fiber um fibrous like vegetables like you know a massive salad because that doesn't work with my body because I don't think that you should be eating that amount of food in one sitting because obviously you know vegan food is lower calorie so you kind of have to make that up um to a higher level with more fat rather than just filling with loads and loads of fiber because eventually your body's like, no, thank you.
1: Yeah, that's so eye-opening to hear from you, Gia, as a vegan, keto vegan. um, I wish i did more supplements when I was vegan, because the only thing that I supplemented with was nutritional yeast for the B12. I definitely knew that that was very important to supplement. And I kind of like poured a lot of the nutritional yeast. Um, But I feel like some other things I should have supplemented more. However, I felt like just a whole foods plant-based diet was enough. So, you know, I do think being like well-informed and doing your research is so important before you dive into such a diet like the vegan diet. Um, Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And, and obviously
0: like the other thing with, you know, taking away the dairy as well, that sometimes it doesn't kind of work with uh, people in general. So they might actually be lactose intolerant and they don't realize and I think that's kind of like a massive issue in itself with a lot of the population mm. that you can have intolerances mm. to food and only by
2: cutting them out properly
0: will you realise what those are.
2: I do um sorry, I'm gonna like steer slightly off topic. I wanna circle back around and I wanna ask you a question, Bella. So I'm um, I was literally like just before we hopped on the podcast, I was like looking at your Instagram and I was like, wow, it was, like she just looks like so fun and just really out there and I love that. Um So you say that you've like tasted a load of butters and you can like taste the difference. Like (laughs) I've like, I personally, I wouldn't be able to taste the like that much difference in butter. (laughs) Like like, when you say you've tasted loads of differences in butter, like do you literally like eat butter out of the block? Like,
1: yeah, that's something that I'm kind of (laughs) known for. Well, I am the steak and butter gal, but I do (laughs) eat sticks of butter as if it was just a snack, you know? And that's that maybe that's just because my body loves the fat so much and I can tolerate digesting this much fat now. I've worked my tolerance up definitely, but I also truly love the taste of butter on its own. What I love to do is I like to freeze it, take it out of the freezer, and just eat it. I like that it's more hard rather than just melty. Um, But with the taste of butter, I really can taste the differences between different brands, different farms, also between unpasteurized versus pasteurized. There is a huge difference. And maybe because my taste buds are just so sensitive now because I only eat so much foods. Um, But uh, I prefer butters that are more grassy and creamy in flavor. Um, There are some butters that just taste like nothing to me and some butters that have a sour aftertaste. So I love taste testing different brands, and I love shouting these brands out. Um, But I do think uh, the best butter there is to eat is the raw uh, butter from your local farms. Oh
2: my goodness. I just, I can imagine just eating butter, like just on its own. I know.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite (laughs) different. But a lot of people have reached out saying, my God, I tried your butter trick, and it's amazing.
2: (laughs) Maybe it's just, the butter here in our UK supermarkets is just like rubbish like as you say Maybe. Just need to get it
1: local <laughs> yeah yeah you should just move over here to uh the United States <laughs> I,
2: know, I just need to take the trip first I just need to get mm. my butt out there and just experience it well. I mean I wish
0: that we had yeah. the standard of like farmer's markets that you guys have over there I feel like it would just kind of make yeah. us actually think about the produce that we're buying as well
1: Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. support your local farms, and it's just very sustainable this way. But you guys come visit me in New York City. I'm happy to meet with you guys. Oh my god, I would love to do that, Bella. Like I
2: yeah. said that I'm going to rearrange my trip to New York next year, so I will definitely like. I'm going to you and yeah, that would be so interesting. I'd I'd love to see you in Manhattan. That would be crazy.
1: Right. <laughs> like you an too. episode
0: of Gossip Girl, but you know, all <laughs> But um. Hopefully if COVID um, kind of lets us travel, hopefully I'll be going in May, so it would be great.
1: But yeah,
0: let's let's hope, let's hope. I know we normally go in Thanksgiving because the parade and it's just, you know, it's a bit of a different experience than obviously we get over here because we we have such a long gap in between Halloween and then Christmas, but it's like you've got to bridge that gap somewhere.
2: Yeah. (laughs) What's and um, what's it like out there at the moment Bella like with with covid like how are you guys are you healing out there like is it getting any better
1: Yeah you know I came back to New York City about a month ago and upon coming back I noticed that everything is pretty normal everything's running normally the biggest change I think is all these restaurants are having outdoor patios, outdoors seating, which is actually really cute because everyone's, you know, enjoying the outdoors, the, you know, people watching and you can just walk by and see what everyone's eating. It's just very homey and social. So I would say that's the biggest difference is that every restaurant has outdoor seating now, but you know, the local companies are opening up and the people in the city are just, you know, living life normally, but with masks.
2: Yeah, that's good. It's like, it's just the whole world's had to adapt, hasn't it? Like, we, yeah. we, we go with it, don't we? But, yeah, I'm glad that, like, things are getting better for you out there because I, I know that it was quite bad in New York, like, especially, like, at the beginning,
1: it was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why I left, because it just was that scary and that dangerous. So.
0: Did you just yeah. kind of stay in New York State or did you have to travel... Quite far to get
1: out? Yeah. So, uh, once my school announced that it is all virtual, I just decided like, there's no point in me staying in the city. I want to go home. So I first went with my boyfriend to his mother's home in Seattle. And that was extremely nice. Um, the place over there, you know, lots of parks and nature. So at least we were able to go outdoors during that critical time. And then after about a month in Seattle, I went home to my family in Los Angeles. That's where I was raised so kind of
2: like it's a mess over here like I must say like just just letting it out there like I do kind of feel like we haven't dealt with it well over here at all like we just we take one step forward and it's literally 10 steps back it's horrendous I feel like it's literally never going to end over here
1: Mm, wow yeah I, I have heard about you know the situation in London I don't hear that many great things so i'm sorry that you guys have to go through that
2: yeah like it like we'll we'll get there eventually like no doubt like the whole world will but i just feel like but i just feel like in the uk like i just i want to i want to live in america (laughs) (laughs) like i just i just want to i just want to emigrate i want to live out there
0: (laughs) we want to live in the us after november 3rd when we find out (laughs) that's it we'll see (laughs) no, um, something that I just want to ask you about Bella was about um, moving obviously from vegan to carnival. Like, were you did you or did you have an online presence when you were vegan? Because obviously, the the vegan cancel culture right. can be
1: uh, yeah. a, a bit
0: uh, <laughs> aggressive. Oh, I know. Yeah,
1: I I I have felt the hate and the um, scrutiny firsthand actually, it's funny that you bring that up. Last night, um, I don't know if you've heard of Goji Man, um, but he's he's a vegan, a big vegan on the YouTube platform. And he reviewed one of my what I eat in a day videos on his channel last night. And one of my followers sent me the link and said, hey, Goji Man just reviewed you. And I opened it up. And honestly, he was very respectful, very humorous, lighthearted. But man, the comment section was brutal. So I think, you know, this, like the whole picking sides vegan versus carnivores, I just find it so um, unnecessary. Quite frankly. Yeah. (laughs) I respect everybody's. Uh, diet decisions, life decisions. You are your own person. And I will not support or condone any hate on my channel, on my platforms. Um, So having to even open up his video and read those comments were not great. So he was very nice to, you know, not condone the hate. He like posted some comment, but the vegan hate is real. And I just wish these vegans can be more open-minded I must say the carnival community is much more loving, welcoming and open-minded. I don't know if it's the food, but it's, it's a thing.
2: Yeah. It's such a shame that like, it has to go, it has to go that way.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: But at the same time, like, I feel like, although he was really respectful, that kind of like posting on a vegan channel, it kind of like, it's inevitable. You're going to get those comments, aren't you? So I just don't take any note of those comments. I mean, you seem very headstrong anyway, and you seem Mm. like, very assured in what you do and why you do your diet so just don't take any notice of it
1: thank you yeah i i really try to follow that advice but it's true yeah, yeah. i i can get how it can be hard
2: sometimes but kind of like you have to block out that noise don't you and just like absolutely if, um like you're doing this for you nobody else like you don't owe anything to anybody um exactly. yeah. and obviously like yeah. these youtubers i know that um obviously he does reviews
0: i know abby sharp does similar kind of reviews as well um yes and obviously they are making AdSense off of those videos so it is kind of they want it to be controversial Mm -hmm. as much as I hate to kind of put that out there but you know it's yeah Yeah, that is their genre it is it's not even like personal at this point it is literally for entertainment and for AdSense revenue (laughs)
1: Right, there's this there's this clickbait culture on YouTube, and I think YouTube is doing something about it by not tolering tolerating um, you know clickbait and controversial issues. But I think these uh, people who thrive on their channels off of reviewing and bashing other channels um, just won't go far in their YouTube career. But I also understand that these YouTubers have to make a living, so you know everyone will do their own thing and post their own content my content that I thrive to post, I hope that I come off as genuine and helpful and just transparent. I will never be bashing anybody else's diet or diet choices. So he can do his thing. And I'm honored to be on his channel. (laughs) That's that's
2: such a lovely way to like, that's just such a lovely way to put it. And you definitely do come across as just so honest and just so like true to yourself, like um, on your YouTube and your Instagram, you just, you get that like radiant positivity which is like what we all need in the world really <laughs> thank you yeah you're welcome
0: I'm glad as, as well like going back to kind of like abby Sharp with the sort of mindful eating that she's got a set kind of mind in uh what her sort of perfect diet is you've got yours i've got mine shannon's got hers like right. you know and right even though we might not all be doing doing like the same kind of diet it doesn't mean that any of us are like wrong it's just that we're doing what's best for our bodies rather than going off what the government guidelines are
1: absolutely yes I love that it's true
0: but, I mean if we were listening to the government we'd all be eating you know white bread and uh, <laughs> lots of starchy vegetables right. bars.
1: <laughs> just eat what yeah. makes you
0: feel good exactly and I think I I would never recommend um, cutting out carbs as heavily if you know you are from a very very kind of like dark disordered eating place because I think if you try and take all of those kind of out I feel like sometimes it can just trigger you just to keep going back and it's just another form of like orthorexia at that point which I did experience when I first started the diet by just cutting things out more and more
1: uh, that is
2: eating safely
1: and slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, the eating history, the eating disorders that you may be dealing with, are a huge factor in whether or not a diet will work for you. So I'm I'm just absolutely very admir- admiring just that you are aware of this. Um, ladies especially suffer from this, having to be super restrictive and then binging and purging. Um, it's just so important to have a healthy mindset around food so whatever diet can help you achieve that I feel like is worth trying
2: definitely that's so true so true and
0: I think there's kind of like with that topic there's a misconception that by cu- by us for instance cutting out the carbs we are being orthorexic but it's it's not as simple as that it's more that the the carbs have no value in our lives and in our diet so, we don't include them, mm. but for instance, like we'll include other things. So, it's not well, we're not restricting to restrict, we're restricting because it's better for our body and for our
2: mindset. Is that the kind Absolutely. of yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so lovely to speak to someone so like minded. It was just so
1: nice
2: to have you on.
1: Thank you so much, Shannon and Gia. Such a fun time speaking with you guys. You guys are so awesome.
2: But yeah, it was so lovely to have you on, Bella. really, really insightful
1: person. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to share this with, uh, you know, my followers on Instagram and YouTube. Hopefully you guys will gain more traction. I just love your message and what you advocate. Oh, that really thank means you. And we absolutely love
2: Yeah, it really does mean a lot to us, especially as a new podcast. um, And we're growing and we're learning and people love it. And I know that they'll love you and they'll love this episode. And it's been really great to record it with you.
1: Thank you, guys. (laughs) Just known as Steak and Butter Gal across Instagram and YouTube. I have my music Instagram, Opus Bella. And uh, yeah, that's it. Facebook, Steak and Butter Gal, Opus Bella. I'll send it to you.